Good morning. I'm James Homan from The Washington Post, and this is The Daily 202 for Wednesday, September 12th. In today's news, Mitch McConnell is growing more nervous about holding the Senate. China and Russia align more closely in opposition to the United States. And Donald Trump cancels his trip to Ireland to avoid protests. But first, the big idea. President Trump warned Tuesday night that Hurricane Florence is looking really bad, but he says the government is absolutely and totally prepared for it. Florence continues to barrel towards the East Coast, packing 140-mile-an-hour winds and threatening the Carolina coasts with a storm surge that forecasters say is highly likely to be life-threatening. By Tuesday evening, almost 10 million people on the East Coast were under a storm advisory. Florence is on track to crash into the southeast coast Friday and then slow to a crawl. That might mean rainfall measured in feet rather than inches. The eye of the storm will most likely make landfall during the middle of the day Friday on a stretch of the North Carolina coast between Wilmington and Jacksonville, home to the Marine Corps base at Camp Lejeune. The Hurricane Center warns that the storm is getting better organized and increasing in size and predicts that despite some modest weakening before landfall, It would strike the U.S. as a major hurricane, Category 3 or stronger. Speaking to reporters in the Oval Office about preparations, Trump praised himself for his administration's response to Hurricane Maria in Puerto Rico last year, even though nearly 3,000 Americans died in the months following that storm. But Trump called it, quote, an incredible unsung success, and also incorrectly suggested that Puerto Rico had no electricity prior to the storm. He said it was, quote, one of the best jobs that's ever been done. Trump's description of Florence, this new storm, as, quote, tremendously big and tremendously wet during that same press availability, reflected his habit of narrating even deadly crises in superlative terms that render him more a rubbernecking bystander than a conventional commander in chief. The president has long struggled with public displays of empathy and with rising to the role of consoler in chief. In a range of situations, from deadly shootings and natural disasters to Tuesday's anniversary of the September 11th attacks, when he again attacked the Justice Department, Trump has responded in ways that, at best, seem ill-suited to the somberness of the moment. As historian John Meacham put it yesterday, fundamentally, he's a showman, not a statesman. He's a promoter more than he is a president. And that's the big idea. Here are three other headlines that should be on your radar. Number one, top Republicans, including Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell, sound increasingly alarmed that they will lose their Senate majority in November. On Tuesday, McConnell told reporters back home in Kentucky, quote, I hope when the smoke clears, we'll still have a majority. His comments came as Republican strategists and officials fretted over a fresh round of private polling on various Senate battlegrounds. Public polls also show further erosion in American approval of the president and Republicans generally. One leading GOP operative describes the situation as a, quote, shipwreck. He threw in some profanity, too. Even a few weeks ago, Republicans like this operative sounded much more confident about their ability to flip seats. But now, with less than two months to go until November 6th, Republicans aren't mentioning states that Trump won in 2016, like Ohio, Wisconsin, and Pennsylvania, as potential pickup opportunities where they could knock out a Democratic incumbent. Republicans are so fearful that Ted Cruz might lose in Texas now, a red state, that they're diverting resources away from places like North Dakota and Missouri. Number two, 
Russian soldiers have just kicked off their largest military training exercise since the fall of the Soviet Union. Kicking off annual war games in Siberia, Russian forces are being joined by thousands of troops from China and Mongolia. This year's drills involve about 300,000 Russian troops, more than 1,000 aircraft, 36,000 tanks, and hundreds of ships. Russian President Vladimir Putin welcomed Chinese President Xi Jinping as the headline guest at an annual conference. They made pancakes together on the waterfront. Now, China and Russia have cooperated in the past on bilateral exercises, but this is the first time Moscow has integrated forces into its annual strategic exercises, which are typically reserved for only Russia's closest allies. Experts say that the deepening military bond between Moscow and Beijing gives China invaluable access to Russian military technology and Russia's field experience in Syria and Ukraine. And more importantly, this shift underscores a major geopolitical dynamic. Two countries that had long considered each other potential military adversaries are now partners in confronting the United States. Number three, President Trump has canceled his planned trip to Ireland to avoid mass protests and boycotts. The visit had been planned for November, when Trump's already scheduled to be back in Europe for a French commemoration of the 100th anniversary of the end of World War I. The leading political parties in Ireland, though, including Labour and the Greens, planned to protest and highlight their opposition to Trump's climate policies, his decision to pull out of the Iranian nuclear agreement, and mistreatment of immigrants. Such strong popular opposition to a U.S. leader is highly unusual in a place like Ireland, where a presidential visit, whether from a Republican or a Democrat, has often been a chance to happily mark the close ties between Ireland and the United States, often over a Guinness. Labor leader Brendan Howland said, quote, We will always be firm friends of the American people, but Ireland will not welcome a man with Trump's record of discrimination, sexism, and lies. And that's The Daily 202 for Wednesday, September 12th. Thanks so much for listening. I'm James Holman. I'll talk to you tomorrow.